Hello, it's Danny Howe back finally again for another episode of Tales from Southern Indiana. As I mentioned before, we, we, we headed out to Indiana for the first time in a while for, I think it was the 76th, actually, um, Persimmon Festival, which is held in the last uh, last week of uh, September of every year, and, um, and also attended my 50th high school reunion. Uh, and, and, you know, we, as we drove into town, we saw the big Welcome to Mitchell sign, which, as it's always been, uh, is located in the cemetery. And, uh, you know, we waved to all the, the tombstones as we went by and um, got to see the festival. Um, you know, it's held on Main Street. And at its height, uh, there used to be almost 20,000 people who'd show up for that thing, which was quite a lot of folks for Main Street. Main Street's only about six blocks long. And um, this year, the crowd may have been a little thinner, but the day was beautiful, and I think everybody had a good time eating some of the worst possible food that you could eat from a health standpoint, I think. Um, persimmon pudding, which is about half sugar, uh, is the most common thing. And again, as I mentioned before, this is a dessert that is properly prepared, somewhat burnt. And we couldn't find any of the burnt variety. Apparently, there'd been some disagreement as to how burnt the dessert should be going forward in time from when I lived in Mitchell. And, uh, and now it seemed to be a bit, a bit more puddingy than crispy. Um, we also looked for one of the mainstays in the Southern Indiana diet, which is the um, breaded, deep-fried pork tenderloin sandwich served on a buttered bun with uh, mayonnaise and a pickle. We found a massive sandwich. It was, the sandwich was big as a plate, uh, way bigger than the bun that it was on, but it wasn't crispy. And again, in my day in Mitchell, things were burnt. Everybody, we preferred a diet of somewhat burnt food um, because then we knew it was done. It, whereas, you know, if it's not burnt, then you got to guess. Um, and sometimes you didn't want to guess in Mitchell, uh, given whatever people were eating. But at any rate, uh, we were, uh, I was sitting with, uh, with my, my wife uh, in the only restaurant on Main Street. It's amazing there even is one. And it had relocated recently uh, from a few blocks away to what used to be a building that housed uh, Zeke's Tavern which, as you may remember from an earlier episode, was the site of a 1958 poker game raid by three state and local agencies that uh, arrested my father, and his picture was on the front page waving to everybody, uh, and they had, you know, they nabbed about maybe 150 bucks or so that was at issue. And um, so that was a piece of history. There, there could have been a plaque to that effect, but I think I'm going to have to donate the funds for the plaque. I think it would be it would be a great plaque. People would read that sort of thing, you know, as opposed to things to say, you know, this was the crossing of the B&O and Monon Railroad or something. Uh, we'll look into that for a future episode. Now, there are very active various activities for the festival. It lasts all week. Um, there's, for instance, the crowning of the Persimmon Queen. Now, the very first Persimmon Queen in uh, 1956 was a relative of mine, sort of. Uh, it was my oldest half-brother's sister-in-law, uh, and uh, she, well, they used to write several articles about her because she would show up in some of the parades years later because she wasn't, after all, the first queen. And um, the articles would usually point out that she'd gained a bit of weight. 
and you know they they, were, they got pretty personal in in the in the newspaper articles way back when. So there's one that says that said the the, <laughs> the blue-eyed brunette, still a radiant beauty, though a few pounds heavier than when she was selected queen 19 years ago, and, and then another one from from another year. Uh, mentioned actually four years earlier, mentioning a quote. She said, I like to cook and I like to eat. That's why I have trouble with my weight. And they again pointed out that she was some heavier, bit heavier than she had been when she was 19. But who who isn't, I guess, to some degree. Um, But at any rate, um, so the queen contest in the olden days, you had to fill out an application in which you had to indicate your bust size and I suppose, you know, there would be, it's important to be honest in the application, so they may have checked this. Uh, at any rate, you had, to, you had to put your bust and your hip and your waist size, and I, who knows what they had. Maybe they announced the statistics. I, I don't know. Um, the, um, the winner, uh, the queen who was uh, pronounced this year, according to an article that I saw, was uh, Briley Dix, daughter of Clarissa and David Dix. Uh, and so she is the reigning queen until next year. The, all the contestants got to meet uh, the local Elvis impersonator, which was one of the highlights, I think, of, of the festival. Uh, and they also mentioned they had a baby contest this year. I'm not sure what the, what the qualifier was. Was it this who have, has the most babies or has babies the quickest? I'm not really sure what it was. Uh, but at any rate, they had that. Um, and, you know, the, the festival itself um, is not the only thing to do when you visit Mitchell. There are historic sites, most of which have burned down. But one that hasn't is the astronaut Virgil Gus Grissom's boyhood home. And it's on uh, a street maybe just a few blocks from where I grew up. Uh, and, and it looks exactly like all the other houses on that street. They were all small frame houses and pretty modest. Um, but in this one, the, the, the uh, website about it mentions that you get to see, you get to go in, you get to see uh, Gus Grissom's bed. Now, I don't know if there's anything special about the bed or not, but you get to see it. And also a shotgun that he bought with money he'd saved from part-time jobs, and that's noteworthy in itself. If you were a boy in Mitchell and you could find a part-time job, you, you know, you had a future ahead of you. And also a knife that he made in high school shop class I don't, I don't know that they were permitted to make weapons in shop class or, or metal, metal shop class anymore, but apparently in his day, you could make, you know, instruments of, of death. Uh, and maybe you could make guns. I don't know. But you can make knives. And knife fighting, as we mentioned in a previous episode of the podcast, was a, just a big event. Um, yeah, now, just to mention, you know, I went out for my high school reunion and uh, one of the folks that I had gone to high school with uh, had, in fact, known some of the famous knife fighters in the area back in the day that I was terrified to see, but my brother was good friends with. And so, you know, we, we have, were able to reminisce about uh, things that we recalled, uh, a family that uh, I believe their the primary diet uh, was black beans. And if, when you'd visit them, they would always offer you black beans. And, of course, the, the, the drink of Mitchell, Indiana, which is a red cream soda called Big Red. Now, it used to be, um, it was preceded by a, a soda that was, the, the branding was Barks. 
Uh, now there's only Barks root beer and sort of pseudo cream sodas, but the red cream soda was quite a thing. And it came in a red and blue uh, bottle with the slogan, drink Barks, it's good. Again, from, you know, as we mentioned before, the era of modest slogans. It wasn't claiming to be great, and it wasn't, but it was good. Uh, to the extent that you liked extremely sugary uh, sodas that left your teeth red afterward. Uh, you know, different look. Now, when you walked on sort of on Main Street, one of the things that was different about it from when I grew up is that there are no stores on Main Street anymore. Uh, just about. It's all empty buildings. And my father's old furniture store is still there and looks about the same, except it's empty. And... Um, Next to it, uh, what was Walton's Grocery Store, looks about the same, except it's empty. And so I think inside, there are probably ghosts uh, of a lot of these buildings. There are probably ghosts, and uh, my guess is they may appear in the windows of the buildings at night during the festival, because that was what we did a lot when we were, you know, the families of business owners during festival week, because nobody showed up to buy anything that week. They just sort of wandered around, sort of like uh, zombies to some extent. And uh, we would put our faces against the glass and sort of look at them. I, I expect that still goes on. Um, now, the, the um, class reunion was held in the Mitchell Community Building. The community building, now I had to ask, um, it doesn't actually have a sign, apparently, as far as I could tell, that says community building. In fact, it's, it's part of a building that also houses a senior citizen center. And given that this was our 50th high school reunion, I had a hard time telling the difference between the, se- the senior citizens, uh, uh, folks who I think were having a dance, and the high school reunion. But uh, I was really honored to be there because I recalled, and this is the great thing, I think, about high school reunions when you've gone some years since you had attended, I just recalled what a great and supportive community of folks it was. And I was glad to be able to share that and to thank everybody for being the way they were. Uh, And I mentioned, I I don't think I've ever been a part of a community of folks that were nicer uh, and more helpful and decent to each other uh, since I left Mitchell. Uh, So I was real glad to see uh, the folks who were there uh, although surprised that, that they had aged quite a bit um, and, uh, uh, and, and, you know, <laughs> didn't want to look in the mirror after that. Um, now, the high school is still there. It's quite a bit smaller. Not, the building's not smaller, but the, the student body is, is about maybe one-third of what it was when I attended the school. They only have about 450 students. Um, and I looked up on some of the information you can find on the website. Of course, we didn't have all that back then, uh, and some of it would have depressed us if we did. Um, the school is ranked the 240th best high school in the state of Indiana. And I don't know what they did to get up to 240, but, you know, maybe there's a future in the 100s for them. I don't know. Um, the school has a soccer field, which I, I'm still surprised by. We had no idea what soccer was when I was in high school. We had a, we had a, a, a teacher who was interested in showing us, who actually taught us some of the rules. But nobody played soccer, uh, watched soccer, or understood what the game was all about. Um, now I have to know, of course, because I have children that have grown up playing soccer because in the modern times, for a lot of places where you live, soccer is what everybody does from the time they're about three years old. 
when they're little bitty kids, they mostly just stay bunched around the soccer ball as it moves around some. Um, as they get older, it's more real competition. Um, my son was on a team a few years ago that lost every single game uh, until they had a little contest for playoffs or whatever it was, and they tied a game. And my, my son ran off the field with his arms up in the air and he's, he's screaming, he said, we didn't lose. <laughs> So that, that's, again, you know, diminished expectations help us get along in life a whole lot of times. Um, I suppose that, uh, well, another highlight of, 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 of the festival was, of course, the high school marching band. That's always a highlight. This time is pretty small uh, as the high school itself has diminished in population. So the band has, too. It's a little bitty band now. But they did mention in the local news coverage of the festival that, folks were able to hear the band all through Main Street. So all six blocks of Main Street, they could hear the band, uh, maybe through a special effort on their part. I, I, I don't know. Uh, and as the festival wound down, um, it was uh, it closed out with a Bon Jovi cover band, which I believe seemed to puzzle a lot of, a lot of the older folks like, like me. Um, you know, it's a town that, uh, as I was reminded while we were out there, you need to move kind of slow when you're there. Um, if you go to the grocery store, you can't just be rushing through your shopping. You've got to just be extremely leisurely or you're going to mow three or four people down because nobody else is moving fast. And, uh, and it's important, you know, to, uh, to try, to, to, try to, to be, you know, neighborly and nonviolent while, while you're there. Um, at the end of the day, when uh, it was time to leave... Um, I realized that, uh, you know, I might never see as many stars in the sky, uh, as many folks that I knew, um, and uh, as, as really as nice of folks as I recall growing up with. Everybody had the challenges, and, uh, you know, one of the things, obviously, that was different uh, is that everybody smoked, including the little kids, and I didn't see any of that. Uh, now, it seems like smoking was pretty much gone, as were dogs, it was, it was a, one of the rules of the festival was that maybe no dogs on Main Street, which I think would have disappointed the dogs in my time. And as I mentioned, in, in our town in the 1960s, Main Street was one way and dogs slept in the left lane. They were safe there. Now they could sleep in both lanes, but except they, they can't be on Main Street. So, um, but maybe there's a dog contest and at least the winner can be on, on Main Street. I'm not sure. I believe there, believe there was a pet contest and a hobby contest and a nut contest. And the nut contest might draw some interesting entries. The, um, uh, there's a commercial tent to walk through in the festival, and we did walk through that. Um, one of the things that I was looking for that I recalled from a previous trip to the festival was the T-shirt that said, um, there's no place like Mitchell, Indiana. I didn't find that because maybe, maybe they stopped selling it because it did, after all, have a double meaning. But for me, there is no place like Mitchell, and there's no folks like the ones that I knew uh, growing up with and in school together. And so if any of them are listening, uh, I just want to share again, once again, that uh, it was a privilege to have known you when you were kids and we were kids, uh, and, uh, and I wish you all the best. And for that, uh, we'll sign off from our reminiscences about Mitchell and see what topics we come up with the next time. And again, if you if you have a small town festival that you really like and have uh, you know have enjoyed over the years, well, feel free to share some details about it. There's a way you can do that on the podcast. And meanwhile, stay safe and please join us again 